At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm fiddling around in my pockets because I got a lot going on today. I want to make sure we get these tickets out and get everything ready to go. Make sure we're good to go. Set up. All right. Where's it going? I feel like an old man now with my wallet. I have, like, cash on me. Not, like, a lot. But, like, you know, old men carry cash around a lot for some reason. Like, I, I have now cash on me for some reason almost every day. It's only, like, $1 bills, but still. What a great way to start Sunday, huh? You Year 2023, huh? Year of the goat, as they say, because, you know, Michael Jordan 23 gives away the joke. Anyway, we got NFL action. As you can tell, I'm excited uh, because today's going to be great. Got a lot going on in terms of action and sweats. Win totals up for grabs in the waning weeks. We need the Patriots to lose one of these next two games, and I'm really hoping it is today to have a successful win total wager portfolio. But let's start at the top, work our way around with some of these closing numbers, and then we'll get to where we need to get to, which is live action for a lot of these games. First off, Carolina-Tampa Bay. We will start here. Tampa Bay is going to close over at BetMGM as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but juice side, of course, that is the underdog in some spots, but three-and-a-half flat over at BetMGM with a total of 40-and-a-half. Cleveland and Washington, uh, the ugliest game of the day, probably, just because both teams' offenses stink. Funny, Taylor Heineke, uh, really not that great, even though the record has been fantastic and the commanders feel the same way. Washington, one-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 41-and-a-half. Cleveland, uh, one of the many ugly teaser legs that I have, teased them up to eight. So let's get going, Cleveland Browns. Just stay within eight. If you lose to the commanders by nine or more, I guess I'll take it. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, this one has been pretty interesting. We're down to four-and-a-half in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. New Orleans, of course, at one point earlier in the week was a uh, five, excuse me, a six and a half point underdog. So now we're going to looks like we're going to close at least on my screen as a four and a half point spread. I'll refresh, make sure I got all the right numbers up. And in front of me, I have four and a half over at BetMGM on my screen. So we'll see if this is going to be the case. And yeah, sure enough, with a total of 41 and a half. Arizona and Atlanta. So this is one where now, okay, so we flashed at circuit at seven. Not going to get that in at time. I was actually sitting back and waiting to see if Atlanta was going to close as a seven-point favorite, so I could grab a full seven with the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see from an in-game standpoint, one of the things we'll keep track of as we move along, maybe get a big number on Arizona. It's not like I really believe in the Cardinals, who, of course, as we know, are extremely beat up. It's much more, I don't think the, the Falcons are seven points better than many teams, if any at all, 
given their own quarterback play and how poor they've been defensively. So we'll see if we get a full seven there. But a lot of different sevens up on the board over at BetMGM. Six and a half shaded to the favorite side at minus 115. Jacksonville and Houston. The news is that uh, Jacksonville is going to go onions to the wall. They're going to play for everything, apparently. Uh, Jacksonville closes as a three and a half point favorite with a total of 43 and a half. Chicago and Detroit. This is the uh, other one of the big steam moves of the day. Uh, at one point, Chicago, holy pretty strong earlier in the week, is a six-point underdog. They're going to close as four-and-a-half-point underdogs against Detroit. Total, 52-and-a-half. I do have some action here. Uh, bet the Chicago Bears team total over 23-and-a-half. So not a uh, specific side, uh, but Chicago Bears over the team total 23-and-a-half, something we will be monitoring today. Miami and New England, the only action I have here, as I mentioned, I would really like the New England Patriots to lose this game. They are going to close as three-point favorites with a total of 41-and-a-half. Denver, Kansas City. KC is going to close 12.5 with a total of 46. And uh, New York and Indianapolis. The rooting interest here, of course, Elliot. Colts got to continue to lose. Let's go, baby. Uh, by the way, so it seems like Bryce Young is going to be the number one overall selection in next year's draft, we assume. We'll settle for C.J. Stroud over in Indianapolis, okay? We'll settle for it. I think we'll be fine. Stroud looked absolutely fantastic yesterday. Colts are going to go as a a five-and-a-half-point underdog here with a total of 38-and-a-half. So we are underway uh, with, uh, by the way, Broncos and Chiefs. uh, Get your Broncos futures ready. I don't know if you guys saw the report that Russell Wilson is going to reevaluate everything in the offseason, including the way he treats his teammates. How about this? Russell Wilson, that's that's the sign of a good leader. You don't point your finger because when you point your finger, There's three others that are pointing back at you. You know what I mean? Good leaders actually get ready, and they actually change. So we are underway. Again, monitoring so far, really what we're looking for from an in-game standpoint, I think first off, to kind of rehash what we always go over uh, when it comes to these, is opening drives and opening successful drives and seeing if you know there is an angle to play against those successful opening drives. It's always something to look for, right? In-game unders or betting the team that goes down, whatever it may be, especially if it's an underdog that goes down. Might have a loose ball here. Uh, in New England. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Dolphins started with possession. There's a scrum and a bunch of Patriots players pointing in the direction of them. So we'll see if that is actually going to be the case. My faithful spotter, Ben Wilson, will let me know if that's indeed the case or not. But in-game standpoint, so we'll see what happens with these opening drives. Uh, The other thing that we're monitoring, as I mentioned, is what's going to happen with Atlanta and Arizona and see if there's going to be some uh, early action there. With that, as we kind of wait for some of these games to develop, Carolina, by the way, already in uh, uh, Buccaneers territory. They got a first down just past the 30-yard line, so we'll see again, successful drive or not, if they can continue to keep this going, get an opening score. We'll see what the market does with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as we wait for these to kind of develop, let's see what's going on <clears throat> Excuse me, in the afternoon slate. And I can update you too, by the way. Contest-wise, those of you, you don't really care. Uh, Bears plus six, Dolphins plus two and a half, Seahawks plus one and a half. We'll get to them momentarily. Vikings plus three and a half, and Bengals plus one on Monday night. So keeping track of everything there. Let's go to the afternoon games and give you an idea of where we're at, where we might end up. Let's go to New York and Seattle because I do have Seattle tied to quite a bit here. I've got a couple of teasers that are active. The first legs are active this morning. Um, Cleveland Browns, one of those ugly teaser legs, as I mentioned. The Dolphins, one of the teaser legs, teasing them both up. And uh, both paired with the Seattle Seahawks. So, Von Tobel House, if they want to eat tonight, they are the Seattle Seahawks fans against the New York Jets. Um, and there's, I think, a good reason why. So we're talking about two right now over at BetMGM. Total of 43 and a half. There's a couple one and a halves out there uh, as well. So it's been kind of teetering back and forth between those two numbers uh, all week long. But I wanted to go to the New York Jets side of things here because I think one of the issues that I have with New York uh, is the market just kind of overvaluing, I believe, the play and just actual value of one Mike White. Mike White's been fine, but I feel like when you have such a uh, low bar to climb over, right, Uh, when it comes to quarterback play, I think the market tends to maybe overvalue like low-tier quarterback play. And with Mike White, it really has not been the case. If you look at it from a uh, standpoint of like PFF grading or turnover-worthy plays or everything we've seen from him since that first start against the Chicago Bears, which statistically the Bears one of the worst defenses in the National Football League, he was great in that game. 11.3 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, only one turnover-worthy play, 78.6% completion. But we saw the two games since. He threw two picks against Minnesota, and I'm sorry. Like, it's great that he played through, like, you know, some injury against the Buffalo Bills. The play in that game wasn't great either. A 66 PFF passing grade, committed another turnover-worthy play there, did not throw a touchdown at all. Average up to target was fine, eight yards downfield. 
But I just think that when it comes to the market and where they see this Jets team, for a while now, ever since that run that they went on, where they whether they covered like four or five straight or whatever winning streak that they went on a little bit earlier in the year, the market has come a little too strong in the other direction. And now we get Seattle here on the road, I think two similarly rated teams that are facing off against one another. And the market just feels like, ah, you know what? Mike White's back. Let's do this. Let's make this too. I don't think that's the case, especially when we're talking about being able to tease Seattle up when you're talking about two, getting up to eight. If Mike White and the Jets go into Seattle and beat me by nine, then I guess that's going to be something. But I think the Seattle team's being undervalued. I made them a slight favorite here. So I got a small money line play on the Seattle Seahawks. I got a tied to multiple teaser legs as well. But I think the market is just a little too high here on this New York Jets team that has failed to cover three out of the last four games and has shown some real issues offensively. Uh, even with Mike White out there, they have not looked like one of the better offenses in the National Football League. By the way, they've lost four straight. Of course, we know that they covered that matchup against Buffalo because of a ridiculous safety. And I am not bitter because I had the Buffalo Bills in that game. I'm not, I swear. All right, we do have some score updates, I believe. Uh, let's go to Tampa Bay, where the Carolina Panthers, of course, are facing off against the Buccaneers. And we have, I believe, we have an opening drive score. We do. Carolina Panthers up 7 nothing over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got a tw- about 12 minutes left to go. Now, in the first quarter, uh, this is not a game, I will say, that I'm like rushing to get involved with, right? Uh, because personally, I didn't really have a read on this game. Um, they have kind of thought that maybe the Bucs again, because this is a team, as we've kind of talked about a bunch, right? They have covered one game since week two. The market has consistently made the case, like, hey, maybe this is the week for Tampa Bay. Hasn't really been the case, other than that game in Munich against Seattle. Carolina flashes real early here. As a two and a half point favorite, yeah, back up two and a half point favorite with a total of forty five and a half. So again, as somebody who had no dog in the fight and doesn't feel like having a dog in the fight, not going to get involved. For those who wanted to make the case for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and maybe didn't get involved at all, this is your time, right? Again, as we talk about these opening drives, tend to be more successful uh, than you realize. A opening drive touchdown is not the worst thing in the world, and now you can get the Bucks who haven't even had the ball yet at a plus 105 price on the money line after they close as a three-and-a-half-point favorite before that opening drive. So those are always, again, as we talked about this a lot, it's always the angles you kind of look for here. I think if you're going in a direction that's probably the direction you want to go in this matchup, we haven't seen this Bucks offense yet, but again, if you're moving with the market, you feel like the Bucks were the right side and you haven't gotten involved, always, I think, a beneficial strategy to go in after an opening drive touchdown for the opponent, come back on the favorite at a plus price on the money line. So... Other games that are currently underway, we'll update from a uh, scoring standpoint or from a uh, drive standpoint, pretty quiet so far, at least in terms of score, uh, scores and early scores at that. You have the Chicago Bears knocking on the door a little bit here. It's a third and two in the red zone for Chicago, and they're going to get into the end zone. So this is going to be a 6 nothing lead for the Chicago Bears. Six points down on the team total over, huh? 6 nothing. Cole commit into the end zone. Extra point on the way here. This is, again, one of the big steam moves of the day. If you're just joining us, Bears throughout the entire week, we're six-point underdogs. Uh, they close in this matchup as about four-and-a-half, five-point underdogs. Actually, no, excuse me, four-and-a-half, four-point underdogs uh, right before kickoff, pretty much across the board, consensus of four-point underdogs. So a lot of steam here against Detroit, who and this is, I should note, one of the reasons why I played this thing over. Chicago, their last three games, has been at home. Not really the best environment for scoring, right? The field's a mess. The weather's a mess. But now that you're indoors on a little bit of a faster track, fields can be fields. Your offense can operate at a high level. And I feel like you can run the ball against a team that gave up two 100-yard rushers before halftime last week against the Carolina Panthers. So early lead for Chicago. Give the update from an in-game standpoint when we come back once that extra point is final and ready to go. And it looks like we got a scoring attempt here, a field goal attempt for the Arizona Cardinals. I'll tell you how it goes when we come back here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only 79 bucks. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to receive $20 in VSIN store credit. How about that? Check it out. I actually ordered an Edge shirt, huh? It's still in the market. <laughs> Bill's going to pull it down immediately. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. Limited time offer now. Sign up for it. Um, just 79 bucks. Pro access. Everything we do through March Madness. VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, let's get to it. Austin Mock, nice enough to give us some time here today. Uh, does great work over at The Athletic uh, when it comes to sports modeling in the National Football League. So, Austin, I wanted to dive in real quick. Tom Brady and uh, the Buccaneers facing a second and 20 right now. It looks like they're going to make this like a third and 10-ish. Um, one of the, we do live bets here, obviously, name of the show. Um, one of the things that I kind of harp on a little bit is with these football games, Opening drive scores aren't the worst thing in the world. They happen a little bit more often than you think. They're scripted drives. So at a team like the Buccaneers' standpoint, where they're the favorite coming into this matchup, they don't even touch the ball, and all of a sudden they're a plus-105 money line underdog, those are the kind of angles you're looking for in-game at the start of these contests. Do you think I'm kind of going down the right path there with a team like Tampa Bay? Yeah, I do. And and a plus on Tampa Bay is I think they're better when they're trailing. Um, they're... Yeah. No huddle stats versus their huddle stats. They go from like a top 10 offense and no huddle to a bottom five offense when they huddle. So, uh, you know, throwing that in, I do think Tampa, you know, you say plus 105 there on the money line. I, I think they're in a good spot. Scripted drives. I mean, ton, Tennessee's been one of those teams this year that's been incredible on scripted drives. So uh, still not a huge believer in Sam Darnold. So the Bucks getting uh, plus money, I think, is a, is a pretty good live, live spot there. <clears throat> All right, we'll double check this. Chris Godwin of Tom Brady dancing around in the pocket. Uh, does convert that third and 10, but Chris Godwin's going to fumble this ball away. So Carolina with that 7 nothing lead uh, is going to take over. As that is ruled, they fumble. It is a fumble, and Carolina recovers. So we'll keep an eye on that one uh, as we move along. All right, let's go to some of these afternoon games. And I, re- I would really love to get your thoughts on, on where you project the New York Jets with Mike White because I feel like the betting market kind of still looks at Mike White as the guy who threw three touchdowns and looked incredible against the Chicago Bears, as opposed to, you know, an, an average-ish quarterback who, in the two games following, looked just like that. Average. Two interceptions against, the I think it was the Vikings in the following matchup. Uh, no scores, of course, and did find a turnover-worthy play against the Buffalo Bills. Am I wrong in thinking that the market's got this Jets team a little overvalued? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think the uh, – he, he's had some big uh, – some big blowups where he's, mm-hmm. you know, gone, had really good. I think his first start against the Bengals last year, uh, he, he blew it up for them. So I'm not a huge believer in him. I, I, I think he's below average. I do think the market uh, is overrating him. I think I, I'm on board with you there. Um, so I make this game around two pretty, pretty even for me uh, with, with where the market is. But uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a huge Mike White believer, but he's a big, big upgrade over Zach Wilson. Um, and when you factor in how good their defense is, I think uh, <clears throat> I think he's I think he's a, an upgrade for them. But I do agree that they're a little overrated. 
How, how much have you, if all at all, downgraded Seattle with uh, Geno Smith kind of turning, not into a pumpkin, but you know, reverting back to form here a little bit over the last six or seven weeks? Yeah, that's been an interesting one as well. Um, I was probably a little low on him with how good their offense was. Uh, you know, he, they were tearing it up there in the first half of the year, but like you said, the last two months or so, they've kind of slowed down. So I think my models kind of had him right the whole time. I might have been a little low on them beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but I've been right on them over the past month or so because the regression. Like, look, he's been in the league for a long time. It's not like this is a you know Justin Fields type second year. You know, take Trevor Lawrence, a second year guy. He's he's been around. It's pretty you know unheard of for these guys this late in their careers to to make these huge jumps. Yes, there's better situations and guys can get better. But seeing as like you know he was top five ten in EPA per play earlier in the year, that just didn't seem like it was a uh, pretty pers- sustainable success for for the Seahawks and Geno Smith so I think my model uh, has caught up to him here and uh, it'll be interesting to go like I said that Jets defense is good see if they can get back on track because they they can you know slight chance getting into the playoffs they need a first half Geno Smith and the offense back over the second half so really interested in in your thoughts on the game that's actually going to happen in our backyard here right up to I-15 San Francisco and Las Vegas tens are appearing across the board now in favor of San Francisco is there really this big of a difference between Derek Carr, who by all accounts is having like career worst year, and Jared Stidham, who's been in this offensive system under McDaniels before and for a while now? Yeah, it, it's tough. Stidham, you know, not not any huge sample. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen anything uh, significant. I mean, really, nothing's been significant in his career so far. Um, I still think you know Carr's having a, a rough go of it this year, but I, I still don't think he's bad. You know, the, the, we see these guys go through. Uh, you know they they brought in Devontae Adams, new offense with Josh McDaniels. Took a little bit to get going. I'm not gonna, I'm not really writing him off. I think he's uh, you know still a solid NFL quarterback. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that's always been when he plays really well, uh, he does very easily get overrated. Uh, and then I think it's uh, you know same thing on the flip side when he you know has a bad uh, couple games, it's like oh Carr is not that good. I think he gets a little underrated. And I think he's a little underrated now, and I think this is a pretty big. Uh, Drop off. This was in what the five and a half six range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think going towards ten, I wouldn't really want to be uh, laying points with the Niners, uh, laying double digits here. But uh, yeah, it's just tough. I don't. I don't really know what you're going to get out of Stidham. I, you know, they're looking to trade Derek Carr in the offseason. I'm not a huge like motivation guy, but are the Raiders even really trying to win this game? Uh, so it's 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 one of those games where it's just kind of a stay away from me. But if anything, I. I I do think this has moved a little bit too much. I think Stidham, you know, is showing showing some value, but uh, stay away from me because I don't I don't know if the Raiders are even really going to try. Yeah, as <laughs> as a modeling guy, uh, is there a challenge in modeling a team like San Francisco who like because like the, I would assume the floor of every quarterback seems to be raised to at least average, right? In that system with Kyle Shanahan and weapons they have, like when you look at a guy like Brock Purdy, how do you adjust your model when you know you're going to get at least a very baseline of average play? Purdy might not be that good in another team, but he's with San Francisco, and it just seems to give you a very strong baseline of quarterback play no matter who it is. Yeah, so this is where, you know, maybe 95% of what I do is modeling. There's a little bit of, you know, art, handy, like traditional handicapping, whatever you want to call it. Um, I kind of remember with, with, with uh, Belichick and Brady all these years, they kept overperforming everything, and their against the spread numbers were just off the charts. And it was kind of like, okay, there's some sort of coaching factor or something that's not being uh, you know, grasped by the model here. And I think you know, with Purdy and in Shanahan's system, he's doing everything that they're asking. He's kind of looked like a little uh, Jimmy G light, if you will, kind of same type of player. Um, and you kind of have to, you know, look at it like, oh, maybe this isn't a small sample. This success is this, uh, sustainable. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're maybe, you know, adding or adjusting your numbers. We're giving their offense a little bit of a boost. Um, but, you know, we've seen like CJ Beathard with them and, and Mullins, they weren't as efficient, but I think if you, if you have a, you know, semi-competent quarterback in this system, I think it's pretty, I would say easy. And with the weapons that they have, they've, they've built a fantastic roster. Uh, it's pretty easy to get yourself into you know a, a, an above average to good, maybe even great offense with you know maybe a quarterback that doesn't work in many other systems across the league. All right, let's go to the <laughs> NFC North matchup between Green Bay and Minnesota. Uh, how much has Christian Watson come to be worth for you? Because it does seem that this spike in play for Green Bay uh, it coincides nicely with the emergence of Christian Watson. 
yeah, he's kind of uh, that's been the worry since they traded uh, Devontae Adams was what who's Rogers going to throw to, and we we kind of saw you know versus man coverage this year they they've not been good, and that goes to the the wide receiver and tight ends just not being able to get open. Uh, they're much better against zone. The Vikings do play zone as well, uh, but without that you know go to I know Dobbs is there like Rogers' thumb is getting healthier. Maybe that's going to go there, but I I, I think we'll. It's just not a team that I'm excited about with, you know, definitely the the Watson concerns there. So uh, lose their number one option, and, and, and we're going with Rodgers getting healthier. I think the Packers are a little uh, overvalued here. And on the flip side, the Vikings, uh, they're, they're great against zone defense as well, and the Packers are a zone-heavy team, and Justin Jefferson is by far the best receiver in this game. So Kirk Cousins has his number one option. I think that the their value on the on the Vikings here. <clears throat> we'll get you out of here on this. Big picture-wise, where are you at with Minnesota? Because I feel like our conversations with them, it swings too far in each direction, right? I still think this is one of the best offenses in the National Football League. Their defense kind of stinks, for lack of a better term. But like in a one-game sample size and in the randomness of the playoffs, they still think this is a legitimate threat personally. Where are you at with Minnesota? Yeah, they're they're probably like they're hosting a home playoff game, right? right? That, that's a pretty big deal. They might get two if if things bounce their way. I know they have a uh, outside shot at the one too. Um, yeah, their offense like Kirk Cousins gets it done. Um, like I said, they they're not as good against man either. They're much better against zone defense. But I think the X factor is Justin Jefferson. Uh, we see why are they so good at the end of games and stuff like that. You know, when you can just hey, I can drop back. We see this all the time in their close games. So let me just throw it up to Justin Jefferson because he seems to get open, make a crazy catch at the end of games with the catch against the Bills on fourth down. I think that was. Uh, it's just a, a layer that I think it's not really captured. Uh, his fourth quarter numbers are, are absurd this year. I think that's kind of the X factor, kind of like a, a closer in the NBA. You know, in the NBA playoffs, you need a guy who can score. I think the Cousins and Jefferson connection is kind of missed amongst the numbers. It makes their offense better than it is. I, I think they can. I think they can win a game or two in the playoffs. You can follow Austin on Twitter, amock four nineteen sports modeling. It does great work for the athletic. Austin, awesome conversation. Thank you for the time today, man. Really appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. You get amock four nineteen up on Twitter four one nine. All right, we'll come back. Colts making big mistake here. Might be taking a lead. Got to lose these games, man. What are the Indianapolis Colts doing? Want scoreboard updates and more on the other side. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds. Every 10 minutes, you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and uh, where the money doesn't match that public opinion. Find it out and more. Not just today's action either. All of it. VEASAN.com. Check it out today. Become a better, better, I guess. All right. An update very quickly here. The Chicago Bears. My quest for a Bears team total over 23 and a half off to a rip-roaring start. Justin Fields already so far today with 105 yards. He had a 60-yard run uh, that really just cut through the Lions defense and set him up with the first and goal. And this is where the irritation is going to begin here. You are a team that had, what are they now? Were they 3 and 12? They're 3 and 12. You have nothing to lose. Go for it on fourth and goal. What are we doing kicking field goals this close to the end zone? Maybe maybe Megan Payton, who's nice enough to give us some time today, sports betting analyst, Widrick. Megan, will you agree with me here as a team that has nothing to play for, right? It is a fourth and goal from the three. Go for it. Absolutely, Jonathan. Thank you for having me on. Fun to talk some NFL action during the heat of it. This game is nuts right now. If I'm the Bears, I'm going for it. I want the momentum in my favor. Justin Fields, 106 rushing yards right now. We're seeing his live prop at 162 and a half rushing yards. I don't know the last time we've seen a quarterback rushing prop that high. I might shy away from the over right there. Hopefully, Dan Campbell and this team can get things going. Interesting enough, Jonathan, on the pregame show, I believe 
was on Fox. Dan Campbell came on and talked about the only way that they're going to win this game is to contain Justin Fields, to keep him in the pocket, not let him, you know, get yards on his feet. And that's been the opposite of what has happened so far. So I'm looking right now. Surprisingly enough, Lions still two and a half point favorites. I like them to maybe figure things out in the second half, but it's not looking too hot right now for this Detroit team that has a little bit more to play for than Chicago. Yeah. And always a reminder, too, you want to shop around for those. Uh, you have a three and a half juice to the Bears side at minus 130. Uh, you also have two and a half out there on the board with this one. Live total 59 and a half for Chicago and Detroit. And that goes in the direction of where the market was pre flop, uh, trending in that direction. At least this game got bet up to uh, 52 and a half pretty much everywhere before the games got started. All right, let's go to the, some of the games that I know that uh, you make and have on your radar. Let's go to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, give me your thoughts here, both side and prop wise, because I will say I'm involved in this, but I teased Pittsburgh up. You know, low total, getting that up to eight. Uh, feel pretty safe that the Ravens aren't going to beat me my margin there, but am I wrong? Yeah, I like Ravens here. I, I don't think this is going to be a super high-scoring game. Uh, Steelers, I mean, technically are still like not eliminated, but to me, they're a non-factor. I think Pittsburgh's uh, season's pretty much over, so I'm looking at Ravens' money line here. I like uh, the running game side here. I, you know, you've got J.K. Dobbins, you've got Gus Edwards. Instead of betting on Dobbins, though, I'm kind of eyeing Gus Edwards. I'm going to look over 41 and a half for his rushing yards. He had 99 rushing yards last week against the Falcons. He only played 40% of the snaps. And J.K. Dobbins still kind of trying to figure out that knee injury right now. So if I was Baltimore, my goal right now is to win, but it's mostly to keep my players healthy so I can make a run for it in the postseason. So I'm going to expect some split carries from J.K. Dobbins, from Gus Edwards. I believe Dobbins' prop was a little bit higher, like 56 and a half. So that's what kind of made me shy more towards Edwards at 41 and a half. I like the Ravens here. Pittsburgh's been a bit disappointing this season. Divisional game, I know there's a lot that can happen whenever you're you're playing it's a team that you know really well, but I like Baltimore money line here, and I'm also going to pair that with uh, Edwards over 41 and a half rushing yards. See, Mike McDaniel knows what's up. They just went for a fourth and one on their own 49, like 39-yard line, all right? There like you this, go. Right, but the, one, mean, the Bears who are eliminated, Megan, can't go for it on a fourth and goal from the three. I know. Right? You can't do that. <laughs> We ruined the season. Yeah. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the next matchup here. I'm really interested in your thoughts, uh, Geno Smith and the New York Jets matchup. So, uh, no Geno like revenge angle here. I, I thought you'd go with like with, like three touchdowns, revenge for the broken jaw that one time. Like, come right. on, Geno's got to be pumped up. I wish and this Jonathan. It's an elimination game, big yep. game for uh, both the Jets and the Seahawks, and. To me, I'm finding a little bit more on New York right now. The Seahawks were that fun story that we loved at the beginning of the season. You've got to credit Geno Smith, his first time making the Pro Bowl. He's been great, but... From a betting perspective, Geno Smith has gone downhill the last few weeks. His efficiency isn't there. He was throwing at least two touchdowns in 11 of 13 of his first games, but I'm actually going to eye under one and a half passing touchdowns for Geno Smith. His efficiency has gotten worse. His overall performance has gotten worse, and he's going up against a Jets defense that's still really good. I mean, say what you want about New York, but their past defense has been good, and they've only allowed one quarterback this season to pass for over one touchdown, and that was Joe Burrow, and Geno Smith isn't really in that category. So I would take under uh, one-and-a-half passing touchdowns for Geno Smith. This is going to be a tough game. This is a big game, but New York seems a little bit more uh, on the positive end of this matchup to me. Yeah, this Bears game is getting wild. A wide-open receiver downfield. Bears, or excuse me, uh, Lions already inside the Bears' 30-yard line, and a big run from Saquon Barkley has the Giants set up inside the Indianapolis Colts' 25-yard line. Um, so I, let, let's go on. This is a really interesting matchup. This is down the street from us. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and the San Francisco 49ers uh, going head-to-head with the Las Vegas Raiders. We're now going to start Jared Stidham. Uh, Ayuk's had a pretty solid season. As somebody who had him in fantasy, yeah. it's been something I've been keeping track of, right? He's been uh, really the main target for the most part since Debo Samuel's been in out of the lineup uh, due to injury. You think he's going to have a big game again here today against the Raiders? I like the, uh, Brandon Ayuk a lot. I've targeted him a bunch this season. It's not really coincidental. I've just I've loved watching him. I think that this 49ers offense has a lot of explosive players, and so often we're focusing on Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and I think Debo, uh, I think Brandon Ayuk kind of gets left out a little bit. Debo Samuel not playing today, and that connection between. Purdy and Ayuk has been pretty solid, so I'm going to eye 
Brandon Ayuk over 49 and a half receiving yards. He's averaging nearly 53 receiving yards the past five games. He had 81 receiving yards last week against the Commanders, and he doesn't need many receptions for this over to hit. I've said it many times. He is yards after the catch. I know that we typically think of Debo as the yak guy, but Brandon Ayuk was called the yak in college for how well he does with yards after the catch. So I like 49 and a half. That number here seems good. And the Raiders are 27 seventh and pass defense. Yes, they're technically still alive for the postseason, but Las Vegas is moving on to next season. No Derek Carr, and I don't expect Las Vegas to have a big day at all. And the Niners have a little bit more to play for. They're fighting for that number one seed, at least for that number two. They don't want the Vikings to stink on up there. So I like Ayuk over 49 and a half receiving yards today against the Raiders. Big picture, where do you have San Francisco uh, in your own ratings when it comes to the NFC? I've got them high. Uh, I kind of like them in Arizona at the end of this year. I might say I like a rematch potentially of San Francisco, Kansas City. Niners just feel like that team that just can't be beaten right now. I mean, throw any adversity at them and San Francisco's finding a way. I love complete teams. If you can run the ball, if you can play good defense and your quarterback can just kind of fill in and do what he can and just not mess it up, that seems like a good team to me. The Niners, they're hot right now. Eight wins in a row. I don't expect that to change. So I like San Francisco. San Francisco in the long run. All right, let's go to Los Angeles where uh, two apathetic fan bases will meet and uh, <laughs> cheer on their teams in a giant building that's probably going to be somewhat empty. Um, right. Give me the walkthrough here on not only Cam Akers, because I know you got a prop, but I've kind of been making the case here over the last couple of weeks, Megan, that the Rams have quietly become like a bet on team, right? Like the, the market bottomed out on them. And then you see they've covered three out of four. They've won two of those games. It's not a team that's quit by any stretch. Like there's kind of a floor when it comes to their offense that's relatively higher than others because, of course, uh, you have a really great coach in Sean McVay. I, I think this Rams team is sneaky competitive and it ties into a positive prop, at least when it comes to Cam Akers. I do agree with you, Jonathan. It's been interesting, and ever since acquiring Baker Mayfield, they've been an interesting one to kind of handicap, but I'm going to shy away from sides here. I, I do find that a lot of people are staying away from Rams just because they've been inconsistent, especially with them not having really anything to play for at all. They do not have a first-round pick. They are not going to be making the postseason. But one thing that's been happening is Cam Akers' production has gotten better. So I like any time touchdown for running back Cam Akers. And the reason I'm eyeing this is because it's at plus 157. That's great, great value for a player who has seen high production recently. He had 23 carries last week. Akers is also getting a lot of yards after contact. He has seen 15 red zone carries the last four games. He's going to be going up against a Chargers run defense that's improved a bit but nothing that I'm feeling too hot on and the Chargers have already clinched a playoff spot so I'm looking at Akers anytime touchdown plus 157 and as you mentioned probably a game that's going to be a little bit quiet at SoFi Stadium with not a huge fan base. Megan Payton up on Twitter Megan Payton 7 that is M-E-G-H-A-A-N. Uh, Megan really appreciate it great spot thank you very much enjoy the games today. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Have some fun this Sunday. Great games coming up. Thank you. Appreciate it. Again, you can find our work over there at Wager Talk. All right, some updates. Uh, we do have some goal to go possessions. One of them is complete. All right, all right. We have everything's been restored. Everything's okay. The New York Giants have taken the lead over the Indianapolis Colts. This is what we need here. We, America, we're all rooting for the Indianapolis Colts. America's team, right? Somebody called them America's team. Uh, we all are rooting for them to solidify their their spot, uh, potentially in the top three of the uh, NFL draft. I'm just saying, maybe. Uh, also, big play from the Detroit Lions. They are into the end zone. So this game is exactly taking the shape of what we expected it to be as DeAndre Swift has scored, and the Lions with an extra point coming up have a 13-10 lead over Chicago. We'll come back, give you updates on scores and in-game lines as we continue to see what's going on in the NFL. And don't look now, but the Eagles... In the trailing, it's not all sewn up here for Philadelphia when it comes to the one seed in that division. We'll give you updates on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any pro football game. If you miss only one leg, your wager, which, come on, we always just miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued. As non withdrawable free bets or site credit, free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, of course, or New York. All right, let's go around the scoreboard in the National Football League. So Ben Wilson, my spotter here, who's going to be on the air uh, a little bit later for Live Bet Sunday with two other guys. I'm by myself. Um, we're going to talk about this from a, a – I want to tell me if I have this right, Ben. So the the Dolphins had – because the Dolphins just scored, tied this game up at seven apiece. Dolphins had a fourth and one, which they committed a false start to make it a fourth and six. Dolphins then decide to punt as opposed to go for it, but the Patriots run into the kicker. So that is a five-yard penalty back the other way, so they get a fourth and one again. On that fourth and one, that is the fourth and one that I referenced when we were talking with Megan Payton about them going for it on a nifty little fullback dive and converting it on their own about 39-yard line or so. That drive subsequently turns into a touchdown for the Miami Dolphins. So it goes back to mistakes galore for the New England Patriots, which have kind of killed them throughout. Uh, But we'll say, as Mac Jones just drops a dime over the shoulder of Hunter Henry, playing a little bit better today. So we'll see if this is the case. But again, Miami, 7, New England, 7, 12, no, 13, 32, left to go in the second quarter there. So with that, let's update some in-game lines. We'll start with that game. We're pretty much at the pre-flop number here. Three and a half in favor of New England. Uh, you're taking about minus 120 in that one. Total of 46 and a half. That's, by the way, if you want to lay it with New England, you're laying minus 120. And these are numbers courtesy of BetMGM. In-game total of 46 and a half with about 14, 13 minutes left to go in the second quarter there. Let's go to New York. The Giants have taken their lead over the Indianapolis Colts 7-3 to here, 9-12 left to go in the second quarter. I'm going to double-check this because it did seem like the Indianapolis was moving here. I uh, had a big play, it did seem, um, from one, let me see here, yeah, from Jelani Woods, uh, but I think, was that called back? Uh, because there might have been a uh, penalty. Yeah, so Jelani Woods pushed out of bounds of the New York 46. It was a 29-yard reception, but... It was a holding, so that gets called back. First and 18, turns into a fourth and nine. Indianapolis punts this thing away. New York Giants, with their 73 lead, have the ball back. In-game standpoint here, Giants a seven-point favorite, or excuse me, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 36-and-a-half. You want to take that seven-and-a-half, you're laying minus 120. In-game total down to 36-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I would say, given the way the game is trending, obviously, total's moving under, 
Uh, but this is not one where I think you're rushing to maybe look after a slow start to bet this thing over. And in fact, let me double check this. I know that there's some markets that offer like uh, totals or player or player totals. There's player props, in-game player props. Uh, but I would say like a team total for Indianapolis, looking at that thing over. Again, early success is fine. You get a, a third down or excuse me, a three points out of it, which by the way, you should have gone for it on a fourth down considering what your offense has looked like so far. But uh, I will say that uh, this does look like a game that is trending in the right direction when it comes to getting this thing under the total. I teased this, so let's go here. New Orleans on the road against Philadelphia. They're flashing this on the screen now. New Orleans has run 26 plays to six for the Philadelphia Eagles. This has been, and I'll give Ben Wilson credit on this because it's a good comparison. This does seem like a, uh, not a carbon copy, but a very similar copy to what the Washington Commanders did to them. That was a Monday night game, right? Yeah. On Monday night uh, against Philly, which was ground game, ball control, hold on to it. Don't let them get anything going. Safe passes, too, for your quarterback. I mean, right now, uh, the New Orleans Saints are working on a perfect 11 of 11 through the air uh, in this game. And it's not like they're lighting the world on fire. It's just 6.7 yards per attempt. Uh, when in reality, what you're doing here is you're controlling the ball. You're running at a relatively decent clip. I mean, we're only talking about three and a half yards per carry, but it's just 15 rushing attempts, working on physicality. Every time I've looked up, Taysom Hill has had the ball. It does seem that there is a game plan uh, for New Orleans and that they are working on this right now. But they're going for a 54-yard attempt. Will Lutz, his leg is true. This is a 10-0 lead for the New Orleans Saints in this matchup. In-game update here. We'll wait for the number. And as we wait for it, very much worth pointing out, of course, that <laughs> Philadelphia still has plenty to play for. Uh, this thing is still up in the air when it comes to the NFC East. Obviously, you just got to get win one of these games, and you're good. But... This is why when you look at Dallas and the struggles on Thursday night, even though they get it done, um, this Philadelphia team, I mean, you're not kind of stretching the collar out yet, but you are kind of looking around and going, all right, you got to get this thing done because after a season like this, to fall the way it does and to maybe, just maybe, right, because you don't want to put it down to a one-game sample size in which you get nine, ten possessions and hope that you can grab a win um, in the final week of the season. You want to put this thing away. Uh, but now this is starting to get more and more tight for the Philadelphia Eagles who trail by double digits to the New Orleans Saints. And it's also worth pointing out a couple of things. First off, New Orleans now an in-game favorite, two and a half. You're laying a buck 30 with a total of 39 and a half. And this was one of two games that had a really strong late move here uh, today. Remember, Philadelphia closed pre-flop as a four-point favorite. Um, this was six and a half earlier in the week. So there's a lot of steam moving in the direction of the New Orleans Saints. And through one and a half quarters, we'll call it, that pre-flop steam uh, is looking pretty true here. Let's move over to Tampa Bay. For us, it's a screen over. Uh, the Carolina Panthers right now have a first and 10 inside Tampa Bay territory. We'll call this about the 43-yard line, 44-yard line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And not like a, a world-beating effort from this Carolina Panthers offense. Again, they only lead 7-0. we got 11 minutes left to go in the second quarter. But this speaks to kind of what we're talking about when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the market, when you talk about like the market refusing to adjust this Buccaneers team is such a great example of that as I mentioned if you look at what the Buccaneers have done since week two it was a ridiculous 20 to 10 victory over the New Orleans Saints um, they have covered that one game that was the Seattle matchup in Munich they have failed to cover every single game since then except for one matchup they pushed I remember they were a three-point favorite against the uh, Seattle or excuse me, against the Los Angeles Rams the week before they played uh, Seattle and they ended up coming back winning that game by exactly three points this team, every single week, it seems, the betting market is like, this is the week. This is the week the Buccaneers will figure it out. This is the week where they can match up well with their opponent. This is the week where this Buccaneers offense will start to figure out what it needs to do to operate efficiently. And it's not. You see the ATS record there, 3-11-1 against the spread. They have been abysmal. And in some of these matchups, too, by the way, like they're not coming close to covering these numbers. Closing as a 7.5-point favorite and needing that win uh, at the gun against the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yes, they had that first half against Cincinnati and then completely fell apart in the second half and ended up not covering as three-point underdogs on their home field. Like When you look at the way that this has gone for Tampa Bay, it is kind of amazing, flatly that the market has refused to budge the way that it has. Even a couple of weeks back where you go to San Francisco, you're at San Francisco, and you're only a three-and-a-half-point underdog. Get absolutely smoked by the 49ers. And here we are again earlier in the week. Remember, the market moved in favor of, uh, uh, of Tampa Bay. We got some buyback as we got up to kickoff here. But remember, like I think it was uh, Thursday or Friday that the market moved this up to four in some places, four-and-a-half 
in favor of the Buccaneers. It's been pretty interesting to watch the refusal by the betters who shape these markets to kind of back off Tampa Bay and essentially play them for what they are, which is a middling to below average team who, who is one of the worst offenses in the National Football League. Carolina right now has got a fourth and three, and it does, uh, let's see, are they going to do the stupid thing where they try to draw people off sides? I, again, in the world of data, I would love to see the success rate if they're going to do that. Actually, they're not good for them. Fourth and three, Sam Darnold and the Panthers are going to go for it, and they're going to get it. Looks like DJ Moore is the one the, uh, on the receiving end of that pass. It's going to go for about five or six yards, and they're going to get a fresh set of downs. And see, and I will say this, I think this is what you do when you're a team like Carolina, right? Like, you're, of course, in position to win this division. This is a massively important game. I don't know if you being the underdog ties into this, but you've got nothing to lose here. You have a division on the line. Take it by you, and you have a 7 nothing lead. So take the bull by the horns, if you will, and just go for it on a manageable fourth and three where your playbook is wide open. And that is the case here. So now you get a first and 10 at the Tampa Bay 20-yard line as Carolina is trying to put the foot on the throat here of the Buccaneers. Let's go over to Detroit. The Chicago Bears just got the ball back. It is a 14-10 lead. Lions up on top of the Chicago Bears. 11-14 left to go in this matchup here. In-game line, as it stands right now with the Bears in control in terms of possession, uh, six and a half in favor of Detroit. So we're right there at the uh, pre-flop number from earlier in the week with a total of 61 and a half. Remember, we had two really late steams in this uh, this week of uh, action in the National Football League. Lions were the other, excuse me, the Bears were the other one. Closing is about a four-point underdog in this matchup. So big story here, of course, is the uh, Chicago Bears, off to a really solid start offensively, has slowed down. And let me just say this. I don't know if you saw this. Justin Fields on the sideline getting his hip worked on with the, you know, the machine, the little massage gun. And he looked kind of, he looked gassed after the big run. He had a 60-yard run. It's also kind of hobbled, so we'll keep an eye on that and it feels explosiveness remains. It was a good point by uh, Megan Payton, who joined us in-game prop on his rushing yards. Over 170 yards, pretty ridiculous, but he's already got over 100. All right, second hour of Live Bet Sunday. we got plenty of great guests, and we'll keep an eye on everything, of course, as we do here on Live Bet Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.